Nation. It's time for the Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesselitis. Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again? Streaming online at 1017thehammer.com. All right, sounds good. Let's do this. Um, yeah, nice little Thursday here. Usually Thursday is pretty slow, but we got the game tonight, so, um, let's jump into it. Need to know news time. Here's your need to know news. How about, uh, more movement on the football staff? Ryan Walters with a tight end coach. Uh, Seth, uh, it's like, it's Dogie, right? That's how I say it. I put a whole video up here and I watched it. Like, there's Texas Tech did this, right? So he, he used to be a Texas Tech quarterback, which is awesome. Um, he was an offensive analyst at Ole Miss uh, last season for Lane Kiffin. Before that, out at USC as an assistant under Clay Helton. These are not bad stops by any means. That's a nice little get for Coach Walters, I think. Uh, Reports of DeMar Hamlin being awake now have come out. Uh, Doctors apparently saying that uh, he's in good form neurologically. He's squeezing hands of family members. He's got feeling in all of his extremities, which is good. Sounds like the issue still remains his lungs, which are continuing to heal, doctors say. That's great news. He's still in the ICU. Recovery has been significant and remarkable say the Bills, but uh, he's still got a ways to go. Now, we're still trying to figure out what the NFL is going to do. It's Thursday. We don't have an idea what NFL is going to do in regards to making up that Bills and Bengals game. It's looking more and more likely like they will not make that game up. But we still don't know what the... We're we're going into the last week of the NFL season. We got games on Saturday. And we still don't know what the formula to determine the playoffs are going to be yet. New option is emerging, according to Pro Football Talk. And that would be to expanding the field to eight teams on each side. That would eliminate the bye for the number one seed. And you got to do it in the NFC and the AFC so there's no competitive disadvantage. NFL Players Association would have to agree to a temporary expansion of the playoff field. It's, uh, it's interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. I just, I, I would like to get some kind of resolution on it. You know what I mean? I'll figure out exactly what it is. You know, Bears not going, Colts not going, but you'd still like to have an idea of what is going to happen here in determining the playoffs. Are they going to go by win percentage? Are they going to expand it to eight? What's the deal? I mean, you just can't come up with this stuff on Sunday, can you? I don't think so. Uh, breaking news in college basketball. Texas has fired its head basketball coach Chris Beard in wake of felony charges for domestic violence. Longhorns are currently sixth in the country, sitting at 12-1. and one. He hasn't been with the team for about a month now. 
but still very significant. That's a big name in college basketball. Pacers eke out an OT, almost eke out an OT win in Philly. They come up just short, 129-126. to 126. The final, Buddy Heald with 24 points and 9 rebounds. That snaps a four-game win streak for your Pacers. They had won six of their last seven. Next up, they're going to head back home and take on Portland uh, that game tomorrow. Bulls did win, though, 121-112. That snapped a Nets 12-game win streak. Yeesh. That's huge. Good for the Bulls. You got 20-plus point performances out of uh, Williams, DeRozan, and Vucevic. Vuce had 13 boards as well. Bulls head home. They will take on Philadelphia. Or they head out to Philadelphia tomorrow. Excuse me. There you go. Uh, That would be today's need to know news. All right. uh, Let's get back after it. We had some good best bets last night, right? I only really gave you the Penn State over. Um, Really couldn't put together anything for the Pacer game. It was a no sweat if you put something together, which is always great. Good for you. But let's get back after tonight. We got a couple of Big Ten matchups. Rutgers is a six-point favorite tonight hosting Maryland. Huh. Beard stroke here. I'm not that high on Maryland. That's one of those in-the-middle teams. Rutgers has proven to be uh, extremely stout defensively. Like I said, they get great Great job pressuring guards because uh, they've got two that are rather big and long. Maryland just sits in the middle of the pack in offense. Not a big difference between them and Rutgers. But Rutgers uh, averages uh, eight less points allowed per game. You know it's hard to go into Jersey Mike's, the rack, whatever the heck you want to call it. It's tough out there. So, yeah, for me, six points is a lot, too. I mean, that is a, that is, that's a lot. But I, I think they'll do a good job on Jameer Young tonight. I like him, but if we're being honest, uh, six points seems like extremely... Too many points uh, in the Big Ten. I'm sorry, it's down to five. It was up at six. So it goes to show you what uh, folks thought about this one. Uh, I think this is probably a five-point game here. I think you you can probably parlay the money line with, uh, with the Purdue game if you wanted to. By the way, my friends over at DraftKings are offering you, uh, if you're located in Indiana, a Purdue and Ohio State boost pack tonight. That's right. Opt in. You'll be issued with a 20% pregame. 20% same game parlay boost and a 20% live profit boost for this Purdue and Ohio State game. One and a half point dog on the road are your Purdue Boilermakers. And there's some interesting numbers here. Really interesting numbers. Um, I'm a little surprised. I, I feel like Braden Smith over seven and a half points. And again, I'm just kind of, this is kind of the top of my head here. Um, he's a guy there that I feel like he's right there in that five to seven point 
spot normally, but I'm getting I'm getting even money on seven and a half here. Something to consider for a guy that averages about nine points per game. Although I don't think he's hit that mark very much lately. He's had seven, seven, eight, ten, and eight in his last five. So the last two, he hasn't gotten over seven. But you're right there, and at plus one hundred, that is uh, that is not bad. Other guys that DraftKings will offer for you tonight: Kayla first over six and a half points. Uh, that's at minus one thirty-five. A guy who averages uh, about seven and a half points per game. He's hit double digits in two of his last four. In fact, he's cleared that six and a half. In each of his last four games. Nebraska game um, did not get a lot of shots up. Only had the two points there. Zach Eady's totals finally starting to come back down a little bit more. Uh, he's listed at 18 and a half here tonight. Uh, but uh, the money is on the over there. It's at minus 125. Uh, you look at the rebound categories here. Eady has been a double-digit rebound guy for quite some time. He's listed at 11 and a half here tonight. Um, he's averaging 13 minus 140 is not something that I want to particularly get in on. An interesting number for me is Kayla first, because that is at even money over four and a half. He averages five per game and he's cleared that in three of the last four games. You know, assists, we always look to Brayden Smith for the assists. This one feels a little bit low, too. At three and a half, I'm getting even money there as well. He has covered at least, he's had four, four, three, four, and four in his last five games. That one might be the best value of the night for you there. That's plus 120, Brayden Smith over three and a half assists. You kind of like that one right there. So that's something to keep in mind for you tonight. Again, they're going to give you 20% boost on a pregame bet a same-game parlay, and a 20% boost on a live bet uh, tonight. So if uh, you're looking for that action, uh, they have got you covered over there on DraftKings. I'll go ahead and I'll take the Braden Smith over 3.5. I'll make that my play tonight in this game. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about money lines covering and all that stuff a little bit later on when we break down this game here after we talk with uh, Coach Geralds. But, um, yeah, there's uh, that. that's got to be... To me, that's to me that is the best line of the night right there. We're into plus territory on a number that he routinely hits. It seems like uh, not by much, but he does he does close in on that. So we'll, we'll take that. There's also an Ethan Morton over was this two and a half, and that's a normal minus one ten two and a half on the assist. There's a guy that averages uh, three and a half per game. Uh, he has. Uh, Covered that two and a half in each of his last three games and four out of his last five. So maybe assists are where it's at when you're putting together your legs tonight for your same game parlay. Let's take a little break here. We're going to come back. Coach Katie Gerald's going to join us next. Purdue wins basketball is off to a great start here. They got a tough weekend here. They got Penn State on the road, and then they're going to come back at home on Tuesday night against a tough Michigan team. We'll talk with Coach Gerald's. We'll see how uh, she's liking her squad right now as they enter into Big Ten play. That's next. You're listening to the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer. What a- Welcome back. This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. Let's go over to the Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. 
one of my favorites here. Coach Katie Gerald's on with us here, Purdue Women's Basketball. Uh, they are just rolling right now. One of the best non-conference seasons they've had in quite a long time. Coach, congratulations uh, on that. Um, uh, look, when I look at the schedule and, and I, I go back through some of the games, I mean, the, the rubber really met the road the beginning of December there with that little uh, Big Ten uh, two-game stretch that you get. The Michigan State game, real gutsy win up in East Lansing. Um, you know, Maryland gets lucky with that last second shot. It just seems like they get a little too lucky against us. So maybe one of these days that'll turn, but uh, really that kind of gave me an idea of what this squad was made of. I, I was real impressed with what happened up in East Lansing, uh, with the overtime victory. Uh, just kind of tell me how you feel about your team's process uh, and how they've progressed so far this season. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're getting better. Um, the, the, the win, in East Lansing, gosh, it seems like it was two months ago. Um, but, you, you know, you're up 14 going to the fourth, and we got a little tight, and they made a run. It got loud. Uh, but we were able to kind of weather the storm, and, you know, we had to go to overtime to get get the job done, but but found a way. And, um, you know, Michigan State's a really good ball club. You know, they, they, they beat Indiana at home and um, have got 10 wins on a year. Uh, then we came back and, and battled with Maryland for, for most of the game, led it the whole game, and made a couple of plays down the stretch that uh, we weren't supposed to do or we were supposed to do something differently, and, and Maryland took advantage of that. But uh, love our, our growth, love love our fights. Um, we're not remotely playing our best basketball, but, uh, you know, January is about finding yourself, um, and then you want to make sure you're hitting your stride in February, March. So um, tough stretch here. Uh, obviously, the, the gauntlet of the Big Ten is no days off, so we got to make sure we're ready every night. You know, one of the common threads between those two games, the Michigan State and the Maryland game, uh, the turnovers were uh, exceptionally high. I mean, I, I don't know a whole lot of teams that can uh, w- win a basketball game, turn the ball over 30-plus times like you did at Michigan State. But, you know, Maryland was a 20-turnover was a performance there as well. Uh, have you identified maybe what's leading to those things, and, and how has the progress come on trying to limit the turnovers? Yeah, though we had a we had a stretch there where we went I don't know 22, 30, 23, 19. Um, right now we're about 15.9 a game, um, so it's it's starting to come down a little bit. Uh, the last couple games we've, we've done a better job of taking care of it. Uh, you know, I think just and the the best thing for us is they haven't been live ball turnovers, right? Our turnovers, our travels, or playing too quickly, or or poor passes into the post and. Um, you can live with some of those when, as long as they're not live ball ter- turnovers. You can get your defense set, but um, you know we we shoot the ball so well right now. We're, we're you know we've struggled here lately, but we're we're still at 48 percent on the year uh, from the field. So we just tell our guys like, hey y'all, you got to take care of it because you know we we have to be able to make get shots because about half the time we're we're going to score the ball. And um, I think that the group has just made a conscious effort. We we've showed. Showed them some things. Try to get them to slow down. We're going to turn turn the ball over because we want to play fast. But there's some things that we can do better as a group. And for the most part, the last few games, I think we've done a much better job. Uh, somebody's doing a great job of taking care of that basketball has been Janae Terry. I mean, w- what a great skill set that she has. I mean, she's borderline averaging a triple double here, uh, but does a great job. She's second in the conference in that assist to turnover ratio as well, and, and leads the league in assists. Uh, talk about what her impact has been so far on your ball club. Yeah, she just uh, understands what we want in transition, um, you know, just finding shooters. And, you know, we're shooting the ball at a high clip right now, so, you know, the ball's in her hands quite often, and she's the one getting the, the assist. Um, well, we can get out in transition and, you know, Jayla Lacia run the floor hard, and then you've got 
Cass and Mads able to, to stretch the defense in transition, and obviously Abby can do a little bit of both. So um, Janae has a, a lot of offensive weapons around her, um, and, and she likes to find her shooters and, and get her guys some layups in transition. But, um, you know, one thing we, we've talked a lot about her is, you know, getting the hockey assist too. Like it doesn't show up on a, on a stat sheet, but oftentimes when the ball gets out of her hand quicker – um, and we get that extra pass for a shot. You know, she doesn't get the assist, but in our minds, that hockey assist is like one of the greatest plays in basketball. We are uh, talking with Coach Katie Geralds here on our Hammerhead Hotline. They're going to head out to uh, Penn State this weekend, but you got to get back on Tuesday uh, out to Mackey, 630, uh, as they're going to be hosting a, a tough Michigan team. Uh, another uh, player really standing out for me right now, Laisha Petrie, has just been, oh, my goodness, what a tremendous mm-hmm. score she has been for you guys. I mean, just leading the way, it seems like, night in and night out. Uh, she, has, uh, she has fit this team like a glove, Coach. Yeah, we're just trying to do our part of putting her in spots where, where she can be successful for us. Um, obviously, she scored the ball like crazy at Bradley, and um, at Rutgers didn't have the same opportunities last year. So we try to put her in spots to, to make her successful for our ball club. Um, you know, we talked about with, with her and, and Caitlin joining our ball club, we were going to have people who could score the basketball and, and figured that would translate, and so far, so good. I just feel like you have so many great role players on this team here too. I mean, um, you've got your you've got great three point shooting out of uh, you know women like uh, you know Abby's great, uh, Caitlin Harper's great. You got a great leader, I think, in, in Cassidy Harden, who's out there, who I thought would be you know becoming a doctor at this point here, but uh, <laughs> you're able to hold on to her for that great leadership. It just feels like you have a little bit of everything on this squad. Is there something you feel like you're still missing though? Um, you know, you no, know, I, I like the makeup of our team. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you, I mean, if you can consider Laisha our Batman, right? Um, but other than that, we got a lot of, a lot of Robins out there, but on any given night, somebody's going to step up and be that Batman. Um, and just the makeup of our team, we've got a, a selfless group, um, that plays really hard and is hungry to, to kind of prove a lot of people wrong about where they, where they think they belong. And, um, you know, just a, just a fun group to coach. They they work their tail off every day, um, and and even when we we don't play great or we don't practice well, our group is out there giving max effort. Telling you what, you got to get out here and you got to enjoy this team. They are a lot of fun to watch. Uh, high pace, high energy. Get out there Tuesday, and they're going to need your help against Michigan. That is a good team. I think they're only like a what a two three loss team too, right, Coach? I mean, they're very. Yeah, the, the Big yeah. Ten's very good right now. I think almost the majority's in in the double digit win column already, which is. Uh, Kind of crazy. This is a tough conference this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty deep. I think you got a couple of uh, a couple teams at the top, and then there's there's kind of like a log jam there in the middle. Um, like right now in the latest bracketology, we've got nine teams going into the tournament right now. So, um, you know, and we go we go to Penn State on Saturday. They haven't lost. A, you know, they're they're sitting at ten and five, but they haven't lost a game by more than ten points. Um, they played Indiana tough. They just went on the road and played Michigan tough. It was a tied game with eight minutes to go out at Michigan. Um, so we got, we got our hands full on Saturday, but uh, hopefully on Tuesday we can get this place rocking here. Now you got to get out to uh, Mackey. If you can't get out to Mackey, the game is on Big Ten Network. So uh, at least tune in and support Coach Katie Gerald's Purdue women's basketball. Uh, it is a wagon. Get on board now because uh, I, I, this, this thing is going places, let me tell you. Coach, it's always a pleasure talking with you. Boiler up and uh, best luck this weekend out at Penn State. Big thanks to Coach Geralds for being on. It's the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. I know yesterday I promised these uh, tickets for the Nebraska game uh, over there in, was it the 13th? Is uh, the next Purdue home game, 13th? Uh, we'll do those tomorrow. I apologize. I'm a little discombobulated today. I got 
I got an eight-month-old that's that puked his guts out all morning, so uh, I've been a little bit off today, but that's okay. Uh, we'll get him. I promise you, we'll, we'll do those tomorrow, and uh, you'll be able to win those. Okay. Um, let's talk about tonight's matchup. We got a real dandy here: Purdue, Ohio State. The Buckeyes ten and three uh, on the uh, on the season. And of course, Purdue, you know, number one team in the country at least through the rest of the week. We got ourselves a good one. This is going to be tight. It's only a one-point spread, and uh, that seems that seems about right. I'm told the crowd at Ohio State might leave something to be desired, which would be a nice little break for your Boilermakers. And I think they're going to need a couple of them here today because when you take a look at how these teams match up, uh, both are very good offenses. Both play some solid defense. I would argue that Ohio State is a, a little bit better defensively. I think the Ken Palm would agree with that. No, actually, it's got Purdue a little bit higher, huh? But you got the number two and the number five Ken Palm offenses uh, going at it here today, but they do score in different ways. When you take a look at how these two teams match up overall in the Big Ten, and this is the Ohio State puts up 81 points uh, per game here versus Purdue 76. That's fifth. Uh, Purdue uh, third in defense. Ohio State is seventh. But I mean, get into this is the top two rebounding teams that they have here in the conference. Ohio State fourth in uh, three point percentage. Purdue fourth in three point defense. Both these guys average about the same amount of committed turnovers per game. Ohio State, like, one more. Their, their opponents basically average the same number, too. I mean, there's a lot here. This is, this is tough if you're just looking at the stat books here. One thing it will come down to tonight is what is the foul situation going to be like on the interior? Because after Zed Key, there ain't much there for Zach Eady to have to worry about. Now they've got that uh, big uh, that big freshman, uh, the Felix uh, Opara. That guy's six eleven, so he's going to come in. But Zach Eady against a freshman, oh boy! I mean, they're not going to put Sensabaugh on him. You know, Suing's going to be in there too, but that's first and foremost. If Purdue can maintain that competitive edge on the interior offensively by not having Zach Eady in early foul trouble, and conversely, if Zach Key gets into some problems early on, would be very ideal for Purdue in this matchup. That's at least offensively. And make no mistake about it, it's going to be a heavy dose of Zach Eady all night tonight. As it should be. Defensively is where, you know, I'm worried a little bit. When's the last time you look at this Purdue Boilermaker team and you look at the games that they have played recently? When's the last time you said, wow, I think they had a really good defensive effort? I know they held Rutgers to 65, but... That's not the most offensively potent team. 
You know, Rutgers held him to 62 on the road. Yeah. But again, not a hugely offensive potent team. What, you go back to Duke? You go back to the Duke game when he held him to 56? And he felt like, wow, great defensive performance. Uh, they're going to need one of those tonight. Where they're going to need it is um, in the mid-range. So, uh, obviously, offensively, Ohio State is going to get, they can't match the size in the middle with Edie. They know how he can rebound. They want to do everything they can. And he can step out. They want to pull him away from the basket as best they can here tonight and uh, open it up for some of the dribble drive. And if they can't do that, the mid-range will probably be open. We have seen plenty of teams go, I can't go in the inside with Edie in the size. And they'll pull up. Purdue is 362nd in mid-range attempts allowed. That's where teams are taking the shots. The problem for Purdue is the Buckeyes are 6th nationally in those mid-range shot attempts. That's where they live. That's what worries me here today. Is if the Buckeyes can get the mid-range shot to fall, this could be a problem for Purdue. They shoot, Ohio State shoots decently from three to 37.5%. I think they're going to find the shots away from the bucket. The question is A, are they going to hit? And B, how far do they get Zach Eady away from the bucket to get second chance opportunities? That to me, that is my number, that, that's my number one right there. When I, you know, I like to take a look at the, the Vegas write-ups and, and what other people are saying. And, you know, a, a lot of people keep on making this note that outside Zach Eady, there's nobody, there's no secondary score that is consistent for you from a production standpoint. Maybe Fletcher Lawyer, double digits, but, you know, he's probably not the most uh, consistent. And they're not wrong. Somebody else does need to step up tonight. For me, I think it's a Braden Smith. I think Matt Payne in that press conference pushed some buttons there. Challenged him. He needs to be the best freshman on the floor tonight. And there's going to be a lot of talk about Bryce Sensabaugh. You got to win that battle, and, and he's a that. That's another one. That's another big. And they list him as a forward, but he kind of plays as a guard. Kids averaging almost sixteen points per game, six six. Purdue's going to have to do something about him. Uh, I'm not as worried about the interior. I, I think Zach will do a good job. Teams have tried to do this to him before where they try to take him out too far. Run that little pick action, a little pick and pop. I don't think Ohio State is going to throw anything at Purdue that has not seen before. The question is, will they rise to the occasion here and take care of business? Matt Painter said in the in the post game, you know, we tried to tell them about Rutgers and they didn't listen. Do they have their attention here tonight? I think so. 
Purdue simply has to pound it into the interior and get guys like Key and Suing in trouble. And then I think you're you're good to go offensively. You're able to run your game plan. But if Zach Eady gets an early foul trouble again, and I like that first call on him in the last game, I can't really do much about it. But Ohio State all really doesn't have an answer as much. You know, Key's at least got the weight. He's given up what, like six, eight inches? But at least the dude's like 260, 270, right? So he can at least kind of muscle Edie. Zach can't back him down with the ease. But Zach can go over him. If you can do that and you take uh, Ohio State out of its game plan there and what to do with Zach Edie, grind out enough stops in the mid-range on the defensive side of the basketball, I think you're going to be okay here tonight. But that stat about the mid-ranges does scare me, if we're being honest. I mean, that's just that's where Ohio State lives. That's where they're comfortable. I mean, I can see in my dreams, well, okay, he with those little mid-range kind of floaters. So even if they can't get Zach away, uh, they'll take those shots. Yeah, make most stink about it. This is going to be a uh, this is going to be a dogfight, Purdue. A very, very close one. I, I honestly, if I if I could bet on this and uh, pick a side, I, whew, I mean, it's about a deadlock as you could possibly imagine here. I, I go through everything that I just told you. How do you feel about Purdue executing on those points? You're going to need a guy like Braden Smith tonight. I just that that's I keep on coming back to him. I feel like that is an X factor this evening. He's got to be good defensively tonight. If he can do that, be the facilitator that he normally is, and don't turn over the basketball. Three turnovers in that Rutgers game. He's got to be better than that. I can't have a one to one assist to turnover ratio out of him. He's got to be a little bit better, and Purdue's got to be a little bit better about taking care of the basketball as well. You know, we talk about that with Coach Geralds, and uh, you know they got away with a, a couple of games with an absurd amount of turnovers. You know, if Purdue can keep that to ten or lower at thirteen against Rutgers, they they got to keep that number down. Cannot give uh, extra possessions to the Buckeyes tonight. Be very, very interesting here. Just because I think uh, everybody kind of, the, the matchups are, are strength on weakness just about everywhere. So who's going to elevate their weakness and uh, and take this game over? I know I can count on Zach Eady if you keep on feeding him the ball the inside. But who's that secondary guy when they start collapsing? Who's going to knock down threes tonight? Is Fletcher Lawyer out of the funk? Can Ethan Morton step up and knock you a couple threes tonight? Mason Gillis stretch it out and hit some threes. Can they win the rebounding battle? Again, two best rebounding teams in the conference going head-to-head tonight. Stop the mid-range. Limit the turnovers. Win the rebounding battle. Those are your three keys tonight. Three must-haves for Purdue. All right, we're going to take another break here. Hang tight. Things we missed and more coming up 
This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. Hey, welcome back. This is the uh, Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jessalitis. Um, all right, let's get to some of the things that we may have missed. I, I can't believe I've, I've totally missed this. I, I knew this happened, and it happened yesterday. I tweeted about it, but I totally forgot to put it in the Need to Know News today. Brick Haley coming aboard as defensive line coach, uh, says GoldenBlack.com. And Adam Rittenberg of ESPN, he was the D-line coach with the Golden Gophers. That's like the third or fourth assistant for Fleck that's left right now. Well, okay. Anyway, the thing that strikes me is he's finally a coach. Was he the first or second coach that's not under 40 years old? Such a young staff, which not complaining. But I'll tell you this, it's starting to make me feel old when I see Guys their age running college programs thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm at this age and I'm still not capable of doing something like that. That's way too much responsibility for a guy like me. But the staff continues to build. Uh, you continue to like it. Uh, more recruits uh, on the uh, in the transfer portal. I see guys coming down for visits and everything too. You love to see it. Told you, just be patient here. Look how this thing keeps on working out. Every few days, I feel like we got more good news when it comes to uh, to football. You know, and I'm seeing more and more players talking about, you know, Eric Miller today. I'm staying, coming back for another year. So there's the good news. It's not as bad as everybody thought it was going to be, huh? Funny how it works out like that. Sun keeps on rising. I mean, you can't see it because it's Indiana in January, but you know what I'm saying. We're doing fine. So uh, shout out to uh, Coach Walters there. Uh, another good pickup for them. Uh, you love to see that. Uh, there's new reports out here about DeMar Hamlin, and uh, now he can communicate via writing. I'm assuming he must still have the breathing tube in, so that's probably why. First thing he wrote, allegedly... Did we win the game? What a sports dude. I don't know. Can I believe that report? Can I believe that? That seems a little bit too good to be true. I'm just happy the man is uh, now being able to be awake. Sounds like his lungs are healing. Neurologically, he seems pretty solid. I've seen some scary hits in the NFL. Blows to the head. Um, You you know, there's the Shazier thing. Remember the Ryan Shazier hit? Where he kind of had his head down and just basically compressed his entire spine. Wasn't sure if he was even going to walk again. We've seen some scary stuff in the NFL the last couple of years. Never mind the headshots. Guy won, man. Still, still, still with us. I don't know if we got to play football again, but should be the last question we should be asking right about now. Glad to hear, though, that he continues to get better. That's uh, uh, everything around that from the uh, the guy that administered the CPRs, getting some love on social media, to the fundraising for um, the toy drive. I think that's up over six and a half million dollars now. 
Now, sometimes we get bogged down with the things that are wrong with sports that, you know, we forget to give a little bit more love to the things that are right about them. And, and this is one of those. All the good that's going to come out of this. Um, yeah, that was just, uh, that's something. That's something. So continued his uh, continued prayers for his recovery. Uh, good job by everybody on the field that night taking care of him and, and getting him to the hospital, doctors, all that stuff. Uh, it's all uh, it's all fantastic. All right, um, that almost does it for us here. Don't forget tonight, like I said, just do want to remind you guys, over there on DraftKings, they are giving you that 20% boost pack for your Purdue and Ohio State game tonight, 20% on a pregame wager, 20% on a same-game parlay, and a 20% boost all for your live bets as well. Make sure you take advantage of that stuff. I hate for you guys uh, to leave that stuff on the table, all right? So you can get in on that. Again, if you're in Indiana, you're able to take advantage of it. Um, there's also a super boost here tonight for Luka, Jokic, and Tatum, 90+. plus. Heck, Luka might do that himself. The guy's been so good. So, yeah, there's lots of boosts here tonight. Uh, I still don't know really where I come down on this game for Purdue tonight. It's it, it just it's way too tough. I still like the assists. We talked about this a little bit earlier. If you're going to put me down for something, put me down for some of these, uh, uh, like the assists on, on Brayden Smith was like plus 120 to get to uh, four. And you said that in four out of the last five. The one he missed was, uh, was three assists. Indiana and Iowa tonight. Iowa's a one-and-a-half point favorite. 152 the over-under in this one. Is Indiana going to keep pace? That's a tough one to call tonight, mainly because we know that they are not, we know they're struggling without Xavier Johnson at the point. But we also know that Iowa don't play a lick of defense. Uh, no McCaffrey in there, obviously. That uh, you know puts a little bit of strain on the rotation. Iowa's lost their last three games. They are so due. Meanwhile, Indiana's blown out Elon and a state. Haven't been tested in a bit and haven't really been tested with a team that can score um, without uh, Xavier Johnson out there. So uh, that's another very, very interesting one here tonight. I just I have a feeling Iowa at home finally gets that W. They haven't played. Uh, they have one home Big Ten game. That was the loss of Wisconsin 78-75 to in OT. I still have no idea how they lost EIU. They're such a hard team to back. Neither one of those teams are like overly dynamic against the spread either. There's just some games tonight where you're like, dang, that's really testing you. This one's testing you. Purdue game, Ohio State's testing you. There's just no, there ain't no layups here tonight. It's the Big Ten. I mean, even Minnesota last, was it last night or the night before? That's the worst team in the uh, conference. And even them, I mean, they're still fighting. Maryland Rutgers, I like Rutgers tonight. Go ahead and give me Rutgers at home. I'll, Lord help me, I'll lay the five. They're 10-4 and four against the spread. Michael's good at home. I think he's he covers it almost like a 65% clip at home. So put me down for Rutgers tonight. Put me down for Braden Smith over the three and a half assists. 
That's my plays tonight, all right? Best of luck to you. Thanks to Coach Gerald for being on here. The show posted up uh, afterwards here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, our Facebook page, our Twitter page. You can hear it all on those locations. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. I will have your chance to win those tickets for next Friday night, the 13th, for Purdue men's basketball. So tune in and wrap up the week right here with the Hammer Down Show on 101.